What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 83 of the Foundation First Fitness Show with Bob Echo. And if you've noticed, I've pretty much been pumping out episodes all morning. Uh, I think I've gotten through seven already. I've just been flying with content, just kind of getting it out there. I had a nice morning. It's like 11.37 a.m. and I think I've already done like six episodes. So my voice is, is pretty, I'm pushing the limits of my voice right now. I'm actually really surprised that I haven't lost it yet. So hanging on there as, as much as possible. Um, today's episode, Q&A session. I love these Q&As because it really starts, it really helps me kind of understand what people are thinking about and what people are asking and the questions that they really have. You know, I, I look at a lot of the questions that I'm thinking about in my mind and I'm like, well, these are very obvious. These are very obvious. These are very, these aren't groundbreaking, but I don't realize that, you know, so many people don't have those answers and, and are really interested in knowing these different details. So if you have questions, don't be shy. Shoot them out to me. I love this stuff. It's so much easier for me to come out with content, even on Q&A stuff. Sometimes I may just make an entire episode on that Q&A. And it doesn't really have to just be about running. It could be anything fitness. Uh, and I will get that answered uh, to the best of my knowledge. Um, so let's get this Q&A going here. So first thing, Shin pain. I did an episode on shin pain and I spoke about it. My sister's about to walk in soon. Uh, I did do an episode on shin pain. Uh, and one of the really interesting things about shin pain is that when it comes to shin pain, it really it really comes down to a few different factors. And I spoke about it last episode. I was talking about your shoes. Now, shoes are going to really affect where your foot hits the ground. So when it comes to that shin pain stuff, a lot of it comes down to the way your foot is hitting the ground. Uh, if you're hitting with your heel versus your toe. If you're someone who knows anything about running uh, or someone who knows about like, who's really a competitive runner, you know that landing on your heel is a bad thing. The reason landing on your heel is a bad thing is you're doing two things. Number one, you're breaking, so you're slowing yourself down, so you're burning a lot of energy because you have to speed up every single time your foot hits the ground. Number two, the second thing that's happening when you are running is that you are not allowing yourself, you're, you're kind of hitting that heel when it hits the ground and you're causing that shift in the bone. So when that bone shifts, you are actually reducing, you're actually increasing that pain. So that's where a lot of that shin pain's coming from. It's from that shifting in the bone. So it's coming from two things, your heel hitting the ground and your foot collapsing. When your foot collapses, the bones shift in your foot, it's causing that drop. When that drop happens, the bone starts shifting, you start getting that shin pain ca called shin splints. So two things that are happening right there. Number one, it's coming from your shoes. Number two, it could be coming from the volume. If the volume's too high, chances are you're gonna be in a lot of pain. So if the volume's way too high, you're gonna be struggling with that, that's for sure. Uh, so if you, wanna if you wanna reduce that likelihood of shin, shin pain, number one, work on your shoes, work on the stability of your foot, and number three, you wanna make sure that you're increasing that volume very slowly. So don't sprint right into a workout. Don't just be uh, get right into your runs and start pumping out high miles. You wanna reduce that mileage as much as possible. Uh, you wanna be able to kind of incrementally get into it. I'm trying to race through this thing so my sister's standing literally, just come down. At this point, just come down. It's fine, you're gonna be in the clip, it's okay. It, just come in, it doesn't even matter at this point. I don't wanna ruin this episode. I'm on, a, I'm on fire right now, I'm on a roll, so. Um, my sister's here. You probably just saw her. She's going into the room. Door closes in three, two, one, and we're back into it. Um, the second question is, what kind of gels should I be using for my runs? 
gel for running, basically for those of you who don't know what gels are, I'm per, if you're running long distance and you're doing marathons, there's there, I, I would be shocked if you didn't know what gel packs were. Gel packs is essentially just sugar. What you do is you you take the, you consume this gel formed sugar. Uh, it comes in different types, in different forms. It's basically there to give you some kind of sugar so that you have some kind of calories, so you have something to use and utilize and burn throughout the workout, the re- throughout that run. The reason we use sugar is because it already starts digesting, your body starts absorbing it the second it hits your mouth. Uh, so it's a lot quicker to absorb, so your body doesn't have to break it apart and through all these different steps. It has to go through your digestive system, which is probably not going to be getting much blood throughout your work, throughout your run anyway, so you're going to be reducing the likelihood of that getting into your bloodstream. The gel pack is a fast way to do that. Now, what I would recommend you do is mix that gel pack with water. You're going to notice that if you're as you're running, especially during the summer, your mouth dries out a bit. And if you're not, if you have the gel pack and you don't drink water or you don't pour the gel into the, a lot of people pour the gel into the water to mix it up. So the water becomes a little bit more sugar, uh, becomes more sugar, becomes sweeter. So you get that mix there. So your mouth doesn't dry out as much because those, those packs are really, it, it's almost like it, it's like, it's very acidic in nature because it's high sugar. So you end up kind of burning your entire mouth and your throat as you're, as you're trying to swallow it. So you end up chugging water, trying to get it down and it just throws off your rhythm. So if you're doing it, be, be aware that as you're taking that gel pack, you want to consume a bit at a time and also a lot of water. The types of gel packs that I would recommend, I'm a firm believer that if you're using a gel pack, go with something as natural as possible. So go the healthiest route possible. So don't go the ones with have like higher sugar, higher like refined sugars. You want to go with stuff that has sometimes, I know there's one that does maple. I know in Quebec, they do a maple syrup one. Obviously we're in Quebec, duh, we're going to use maple syrup. But there is a maple syrup one. I, if I'm not mistaken, there is honey. Try to go with something that's as natural as possible. So honey, maple syrup are my two favorite ones. Uh, anything else is eh, is kind of on the questionable side, especially if it's like a table sugar, kind of refined sugar uh, base. You are going to pay a little bit more of a premium for that maple syrup and the honey one, uh, but it's going to come at a better, it's going to, it's not going to be coming at a cost to your health. So you are going to pay a little bit more, but it's not going to be drastic. It's not going to be like, we're not talking about like seven times the price. It's just going to be a little bit more, but you're going to be getting a lot healthier substance out of it. So Go towards more naturally uh, uh, sourced, you know, sugar. I think it's a much better way of doing it. Uh, number three, how often should I weight train a week? This kind of ties into what I spoke about last last episode when it came to the volume of your workouts and of your routines. the The training per week is really interesting because it's it's almost it's you have to try to find that nice balance. When you're looking at the runs, your runs are consuming a lot of time and a lot of energy. Trying to find that nice, uh, happy medium where you're not overdoing it on the workout side can also be challenging as well. So here's what my recommendation is. When you're doing the routines, it really comes down to are you doing your full body? So are you doing upper and lower body? Are you doing that kind of a split? Are you doing a different type of split? If you're splitting it up, so you're doing... A, some type of work, some type of muscle group, whether it be push, pull, upper body, lower body, whatever, on one day, 
and you're doing the opposite on the other day, then what you can do is I would say maybe about four times a week, three to four times a week, but it really comes down to the volume. I would I would strongly recommend don't surpass four times a week if the volume's lower because the runs are so much higher. You don't need that high strength power output. You're just really just trying to maintain and utilize basic strength and movement capacities. You want to maximize those. So in those workouts, the volume should be a lot less. The intensity should be a lot less. And you're going to be getting enough in just with that to build up the strength needed to be able to last throughout your runs and to be able to get squeeze out a little bit more power. If you're doing a full body, so you're in lower and upper body, then what I would recommend is doing it three times a week. You're going to allow your body enough time to recover, and it probably means that you, A, you're in one of two boats. A, you don't have a lot of time, or B, you're not advanced enough, and that's okay, but start with those three, the full body, full body, full body on three days a week, making sure that you're getting some days in between a rest because you don't want to burn out your legs by doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then for the rest of the week, you're doing nothing. You want to go like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, something like that. Get some space in between those workouts because your full body, you're, you're hitting your body, uh, you're hitting the same muscle groups every single workout. If you were doing a lower body, upper body split, I would go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, you could do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday would be a little bit of a stretch Friday. You could do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is another option if you want to take that Friday and just kind of relax after work. Uh, but those are options for you to explore as well. You can kind of mix around with that, but make sure that you're not doing the same muscle groups two days in a row. That's a little bit more taxing on your body. Um, you know, and, and to touch on that last one, I just thought of another point. A lot of runners don't really think too much about their upper body workouts. They they kind of ignore it. I think upper body workouts are great. I'm going to post something on upper body workouts as well because I want to give people uh, upper body routines for runners. I think upper body routines are super important. Uh, it's going to be on Instagram by the time you guys, you guys can go to my Instagram. I'm going to put a little thing at the bottom here so you could see it. Uh, or it's probably already there. I think I'm going to just leave them in every single episode by now. Uh, but... Upper body routines are really important for runners as well. Your body needs that balance. doesn't mean you have to be able to bench press 400 pounds to run better, but it's you want to have some kind of understanding of how to balance out the lower body power with the upper body and making sure that the arms are moving freely. So when it comes to upper body workouts, you want to have a nice, comfortable range of motion. So you don't want any restriction. You want some good movement at the shoulder blades. You don't want any adherences there or any, any reduction in movement there. If your arms aren't swinging and if you're not balancing and swinging your arms properly, I just started pretending I was running on camera right now. For, for those of you on YouTube, you'll get a good laugh out of that one. Um, if your arms aren't moving properly and your shoulder blades aren't sliding and gliding properly over your shoulder blade, you're reducing your speed. You're, you're reducing, you're making your strides a lot choppier and you're probably not allowing yourself to land properly on the toe. You're going to be breaking with that heel. So your shin pain could be coming from upper body not moving well, which is then causing your lower body to hip to land on your heels more. So there's a bunch of different things that are going on there. And the upper body routine really comes down to the core strength. So your core ability to brace and move your upper body, which is why this routine is gonna be so heavily involving the core. It's gonna be bringing in that core strength a lot. So 
If you want a core routine, head to my Instagram. It'll be up there. And like I said, the webpage is going to have a bunch of stuff getting pumped out over the next little bit. Uh, we're going to be putting some solid content over there, so like entire run routines. Uh, but again, it's going to be very generalized. It's not going to be specific for what you yourself might need. So if you do need help with that and you want some something a little bit more specialized, reach out to us, come take a session. We'll be able to set that up for you. So in the meantime, apply some of these things. Let me know how it goes. If you have any questions, shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Subscribe on YouTube if you haven't. Instagram, you got to be following on there if you guys are listening on the podcast. If you guys are not listening to this on the podcast, guys, the episode's on podcast. You don't even need to sit here and watch it. You can head over to the, you can head over to like uh, Spotify or uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. It's all out there. You just look up the podcast, look up the Foundation First Fitness Show. It's on there. All the episodes are up there. Uh, And uh, yeah, until that next time, guys, keep building that foundation and have yourselves a great day.